Well, welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. This is episode 34 for November 18th, 2015, and thank you for listening. My name is Rob Greenlee, and I work for Spreaker as a head of content, and I'm a longtime podcaster. I've been working in the podcasting area um, for many, many years, and I've worked at places like Podcast One and Microsoft. And joining me on the, uh, the show today, we're going to talk all about uh, podcast versus radio and kind of what those differences are is... Uh, Mr. Stephen Goldstein, he's the CEO of the TheAmplifMedia.com site and is also a podcast and on-demand audio uh, strategy consultant, and he uh, loves creating fantastic audio content. S- Stephen is also recognized as a thought leader in audio programming, marketing, management, and has developed numerous successful radio brands and nurtured and advanced uh, local and national talent at places like NBC Radio folks, uh, CBS Radio, and Sega Communications. Stephen, welcome to the show. Good to be here, and you should uh, probably also add that I'm the only man in America who does not have a podcast. Oh, well, but you're on one now, so and you yes. do probably yes. guest on occasion on a few podcasts, I would imagine. Uh, I have, and uh, and we all we all know our limitations, and uh, so that that's one of them. I used to be on the air 35 years ago. Uh, but, okay. but not so much anymore. Well, so you've been behind the mic. So you've been on both sides of this. You've been, yes. you know, helping others be successful in uh, in creating audio content, and you've been a uh, a host yourself. So I mean, it's a good good place to be. That's kind of kind of my background too. I've spent a lot of time like doing this show or whatever, um, being on both sides of the mic. And I think it helps you be a better kind of businessman in the podcasting and audio business. Has been. And- you know, your experience as well. Indeed, indeed. So anyway, you have a blog that you've been um, posting your thoughts to and kind of culling kind of kind of information about what you're learning about the podcasting space. So you spent a lot of, a lot of years in the radio business, so you've got kind of got that strong background, and you're applying kind of that knowledge to what's happening with on-demand and, and podcasting right now. And I think it's an interesting mix of your background and where you see this medium going and kind of that blend. And that was one of the big things I wanted to talk to you about was, was um, you know, radio has been kind of a medium that people have consumed real time uh, on radio for years and years. Um, but how rapidly do you, do you think, really, as you stand back and you look at the big picture, uh, that we're evolving into an on-demand medium now for audio? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, t- TV I think is a little bit ahead of radio, but it, but it's all about choice and control at this point. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a Netflix, YouTube world, and uh, and it's a little less elegant on the radio side. But there's just there's just no question, especially as you look at the demography uh, and you look at millennials, they are ex- expecting content to be available on demand. Mm-hmm. So I think. Uh, that's one of the reasons podcasting has had the ascension that it's had at this point. And, of course, the connectivity is a lot better in cars, etc. Uh, and, and the smartphone, of course, is a great enabler in all of this. Um, but, but, but radio, I think, has lagged and, and needs to step up because they're quite good at creating audio content. They just need to rethink about the way it's distributed. So as you think about kind of the radio side of the equation now, how do you see them kind of kind of adapting to this? I mean, we were both at the the Dash conference um, back in Detroit, and we saw some discussion up there that really really exemplified the the kind of conflict that the radio has in adapting to this new world. But uh, I mean, what's the evolution that you're seeing happen here around yeah. kind of kind of yeah. radio companies kind of embracing this medium? 
Yeah, so I mean, forever radio has had a wide mode, especially in the car. I mean, uh, there, there, there's there's really not been anything. I mean, sure, there were eight tracks and some CDs and things like that, but but it's completely different as you walk into a car today and you see the myriad of choices, and you know that the connected car uh, is 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 going to revolutionize that. You and I certainly saw uh, the impact that Apple and Google are going to try and have. Uh, in the connected car and and how the car companies have so far failed to create an environment that is conducive for for people to to uh, choose content easily there's a lot of friction there mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, at, at the dash conference I think there were a couple of seminal moments for me, but one of them was when J.D. Powers put up these charts that showed how unhappy everybody is yeah. with just about everything that's happening in what they call the center stack of the car. Uh, and then the Apple guys who were not at the conference, but you see the graphics, and, and they certainly know how to do uh, things in a simple, elegant fashion, uh, how they are likely to, to jump into the car. Uh, and, and GM announced that they're going to put all of their uh, – they're going to have Apple CarPlay playing all of their 2016 cars. Well, so so what does that mean? It, what, 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 it, what it really means is that radio does have a bona fide threat between Bluetooth and other choices. There's a whole lot of entertainment coming into the car mm-hmm. at this point. And so I think that causes a, a, a giant wake-up in the radio industry. And it's happened in some sectors – and 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 there probably should have been two hundred more people at the dash conference, all <laughs> yeah. from the radio side. But but uh, you know it's it's slow and coming. But that's one of the reasons I decided to do what I did after thirty five years of being on the product side in radio. I wa- I wanted a front row seat to all the changes that are going on here because they're they're substantive and they're fascinating. Yeah, I mean there, there's no question that that's. I mean that was plain to see at the dash conference. You know the the. Contradiction, or I don't know if it's so much of a contradiction, but the the kind of perceptional viewpoint that uh, that radio is dominant today, but um, maybe may not continue to be dominant, right? And yeah, and yeah. how how can radio kind of adapt to that? And I guess that that kind of gets back to your your blog post that you made a little bit around. Well, what are the six things that are different about podcasts to radio and how those worlds can kind of combine on each other and somehow synergize with with each other because there's still i mean as we all know there's still a lot of people still listening to broadcast radio today and they're how can those broadcast guys get people to consume their content on the on-demand side more what's that pathway for them and i think you kind of laid out a little bit of the differences which kind of exposes maybe where the opportunities are yeah yeah so 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 i mean if you come up 30,000 feet and you get out of the broadcasting business, Starbucks, I mean, you can walk into a Starbucks and God knows you have enough of them in Seattle, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, and, uh, and, and I did walk into a Pete's Coffee when I was out in Seattle last week and I thought, am I allowed to do this here? <laughs> uh, but but uh, uh, Starbucks is smart enough to understand that not all coffee is going to be consumed in their stores. And so you can get K-Cups and you can consume Starbucks at home. And it's a multi-billion dollar market right there. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the analogy that I like to give to the radio people. Hey – it comes out of a transmitter. It's frictionless. You can listen to it. It's simple. That's terrific. 
but what other ways can you distribute your content? And and what does that mean if you do distribute it? How must it be? Uh, and and the answer is that some of this content will elegantly shift to uh, to to on demand, and and some of it won't. And one of the fundamental differences, I think, uh, it, Rob, is that. When you listen to the radio, and you mentioned this at the beginning, you're listening to live radio, so you're joining it in progress. If you're listening to a podcast, you're starting at the very beginning. And so that's a different construct Mm -hmm. than radio is used to, but – uh, or uh, commercial radio. I think the NPR guy is a lot more, you know, program oriented. The wait, wait, don't tell me mm-hmm. is a is an hour long show, and it begins at the beginning, and you know, hopefully, yeah. yeah, right, right. Uh, but that's not the way most radio is. It's it's a join in progress, lean back sort of uh, proposition. Um, so so I think the content needs to be curated and reconfigured. In order to repurpose it effectively, and I think about this a lot, like like TV. So the TV guys thought, "Hey, this is fantastic. We can take the 6 p.m. news and we can put it on the internet, and people can watch it whenever they want to." Excellent. Meeting dismissed. And they put the thing up on the internet, and guess what? Nobody clicks it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the 6 p.m. news at 6:30 or 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. They thought that there was a great convenience factor there. It wasn't. For a couple of years till they figured out, hey, what are we going to do in these apps? And they started repurposing the news very differently. There are slideshows. There's short video content. There's two, three sentences on a story. There's notifications with breaking news. They fundamentally changed the way the content is consumed, and that's where they found their success. And I think the radio guys – there's a parable there. The radio guys will find that when they're willing to make – substantive changes to the kind of content they have out there or put out there. And the other thing they should do, so, so one is a retention strategy. One is, hey, we'll take the content we have in the air, we'll put it on, uh, on, uh, in podcast form and people can consume it whenever they feel like. Okay, good. But the, the bigger win, in my view, is going to be original local content yeah. that increases their voice in the marketplace. Yeah, because I mean a lot of their radio – uh, stations have been actually doing that. They've been taking their on-air stuff and just pushing it out as a podcast. Yeah, and um, not much happens. Yeah, way. exactly. It doesn't really, really kind of kind of inspire people to connect with that because it's it is designed to be a, for a tune-in, tune-out type of listening experience, which is quite different than podcasts. Podcasts, you commit to something and you listen to it from the beginning to the end, or you listen to it. You know, hopefully, hopefully. Well, <laughs> or you listen to it halfway or a quarter of the way, and then maybe you come back to it later, or maybe you don't. Right. So it. It kind of goes the the full spectrum on that, um, but you're kind of I mean your blog post that you posted kind of laid out six things, and I I have them in front of me here. It's um, yeah. yep. ra- 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 radio is more of a lean back. Radio is lean back. Uh, uh, the podcasts, curation is done for yeah, you. And, yes, and, absolutely. And, and podcasts are more of a um, lean forward kind of thing. My question, I guess, when it gets back to that, is can podcasts become a little bit more lean back than they are today? Oh sure, I hope so. I mean, look, as it becomes more easy, more more available, and I used the term friction before, but I'll use it again. I love it. <laughs> as 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 the whole process become easier, podcasting can be much more lean back. But right now, I have to select the podcast. I have to download it, yep. which is it, it is crazy. I mean, in the, in the European model, people are just streaming it live, and I think that's the way it'll uh, end up. Being here in in the, in the states over time, where people will just pick content and it'll be there for them uh, right away. Uh, but but 
one way or the other, radio does a fantastic job at curation. You want a sportscast? Radio does a great job at that. Podcasts, they can do that too, but it's a it's a slightly different pathway to get to uh, the content or the value of the content. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's great. I mean, it's just more choice, and 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 people do like choice. Yeah, and I guess one of the the, the challenges with um, podcasts becoming more of a lean back experience, which is what. Uh, Spreaker is trying to do. We're, we created a new Android app that creates kind of a lean back playback experience for podcasts. Is that oftentimes these podcasts, like you've um, said, are and that are out there are pretty long, um, and it's hard yep. to have a you know a serendipitous kind of discovery experience in a in a linear kind of lean back experience in a forty five minute episode, right, or an hour and a half episode. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. so it does kind of beg beg the question, you know, is lean back more about shorter form content than than long form content? And so we're kind of playing around with those models as well. And then what one of your other points is is on on radio the show is always on where a podcast starts at the beginning. And and that gets that's a similar question around what's linear versus nonlinear, right? Well, and, uh, and and so that's architecture. That's content architecture. Yeah. And and I think you're going to see a lot of experimenting. I mean, if you, as you've said on Spreaker, you're doing quite a bit of that, and, and it's all admirable. And, and you know things. You know things about patterns uh, in audio consumption. I mean, there's a study that I saw which should scare the crap out of a lot of podcasters and that 40% of the audience is gone in seven minutes. <laughs> and that And that's about – Good content creation. Yeah. You know, so, so just because I download the show uh, doesn't mean I even know who the guests say is going to be on the particular interview show, if that's what the format yeah. of the program is. And I hear the first three minutes of going, you know what, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Hit the delete key. And, and so, you know, there's, there's still a ton of reasons why uh, time spent is analogous between radio and and podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's about consumer interest, and they have the ability to push the button if they're not interested in hearing something on the radio, and they have the ability to hit the delete key if they're not interested in the topic or the execution in a podcast. Yeah, that's right. And and also, you know, you don't have a clock with podcasts, but you do on radio. I mean, there's well, you 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 do have a clock, and yeah, you do have a clock. In the sense that people have short attention spans, yeah, that's right. uh, but, it's a different but, kind you, of clock, you know, but yeah, you, exactly. you got them on Spreaker. You know it better than I do. There are podcasts that are ridiculously long, and if they wipe out the first ten minutes of talking about what their shoes look like and the weather forecast and all this other stuff, they would be doing themselves a favor. And the other thing is the notion that people are really sticking around for an hour and fifteen minutes. You know, the more data they have available, I think the more they'll find that that's probably not the case. That doesn't mean that uh, James Taylor goes on Mark uh, Marin's podcast that I don't want to hear the whole thing. I do. It was a great interview. So it really depends. Yeah, well, like um, on on Spreaker, we've seen data that that shows that that people actually listen longer in a a live stream like what we're doing with this show. People will typically listen longer than they would on the on-demand part because they feel like they they have more – options right they they can pause it they can do something else they when you're listening to a live stream you have this perception that if you uh, pause it you're going to miss something 
So, oh yeah, 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 of course. And you, and you'll have to let me know later how we did on <laughs> with the stats on the on the live stream. Well, it's not going to be see that great. We the audience. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be that great. I'm not going to make any any false promises here. Um, most of the audience, you know, is is on the on demand side. I mean, it's it's where iTunes and yep. and the the apps out there that make this this content available. I do the, the the live stream part because it's an example of what Spreaker is capable of doing, and and I think that there is something that we haven't quite worked out yet, um, where the, there's a blend between podcasting and, and live that makes sense. I know, you know, I, I was on a Blab. I don't know if you participated in Blab before, but um, last night it's a live video streaming platform that brings in multiple people. Where uh, you can talk, you know, and talk amongst the community of people that engage with with you, and it's it's uh, live has a certain amount of compelling aspects. I mean, it it does, it it does, does. connect better with an audience. It, it but, uh, does. but you and I, you and I shared a car ride, yeah. two weeks ago. Yes, we did. And I, I said to you at the time. I'm at maximum social media at this point. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ready for Blab, but I did try it after you told me about it. Oh, you it. did. Awesome. That's great. That's great. So, yeah. It I've just done, means something else has to go. Yeah, exactly. I've got like, yeah, I think I've done like four Blabs so far. So I'm, uh, I'm, love the name. Yeah, I'm fully Blabbed out here. So that's, that's for uh, sure. <laughs> uh, your fourth item on your um, blog post was radio must appeal to a wide audience and, and podcasts can focus on niche audiences. And I think that that is an issue that I think is really interesting for radio stations to, to deal with, right? Uh, I think this is the greatest potential for radio yeah. stations. Remember, radio stations have something no one else has. They can push audience. Uh, they, they, they have the ability to cross-platform audience. So there are podcasters out there who are quite desirous of developing an audience. Really hard to do, as you know. Yeah. Uh, radio can do that. But radio needs to develop content that's different than what they have on air today. And so why not do a show about local food? I mean, why, 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 why not cover some sports that don't get the attention? I mean, I look at ESPN, for example. ESPN has 28 different podcast entries. Yep. Just podcast shows. This has nothing to do with ESPN radio. They do time shifting of their regular shows, but they have 28, actually 27. Now that Grantland is gone, but uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So 27 uh, shows, and and they're on niches like golf and 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 World Cup soccer, things that they can't spend a ton of time with on air because they need to be talking about football and basketball. Yeah. But there are big audiences for all this stuff. So I think that's where this this ecosystem between radio and podcast could be fantastic. Yeah, and I think that the what happened with Grantland that you you raised a question is an interesting little twist. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but it was like it seemed to co- correspond with Mr. Bill Simmons left um, Grantland. Oh yeah, um, and, that's true. <laughs> and so I I wonder if there's any connection between those two things that that that, that brand was really more about Bill Simmons than it was about Grantland. Yeah, I wrote a blog post on that, yeah. too. Yes, the answer to that is yes. The whole thing caved in when he left, and that's too bad. I mean, uh, you could you could blame ESPN. You could blame Bill Simmons. I don't even know who to blame. <laughs> I, it was 
you know, I'm not a big sports guy in the sense that uh, I care about the score in the fourth inning on something. But I really enjoyed his commentary and his podcasts and just having something that was a more thoughtful head of sports and sports news. And so, yeah, so I think it fell apart. That's too bad. But you know what? He's recreating it. It's it's already doing exceedingly well. And it, and it just shows that uh, people will gravitate toward great talent. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And and you know, if you look at the the social media properties, typically you find uh, people get much more attention than brands do, anyway, just in a general sense. Oh yeah. Um, so oh yeah. People like to connect with people. People don't necessarily like to connect with brands that much. But that, that that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it, it is, but it is true. It is yes. absolutely well, true, and it's always been that way. Exactly. This show is streamed uh, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern uh, from speakerliveshow.com. It's in iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and soon to be in the Google Play Music Store. Um, you, you can catch it on uh, speaker.com as well. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, send me an email, podcast at speaker.com, or you can send me an email, rob at speaker.com. You can send us a tweet at speaker and use the hashtag speakerlive. So I wanted to play a audio promo for a, a podcast that is available on the Adore Network, and it's the Air Raid podcast, and it's hosted by Mr. Aaron Roden as he drops bombs of awesomeness music into your ear holes. So let's uh, listen to a little audio sneak peek of, uh, of the Air Raid podcast for you to, to potentially check out someday. Let's get started with the episode. <laughs> This is episode 276 in what is now officially considered a long and drawn-out series. I am your host, Aaron Roden, and this, of course, is the show where we drop bombs of awesome straight into your ear holes. Yes, indeed, folks, we've got a great show planned for you this week. Jeffrey Foucault. Jeffrey Foucault. Foucault is joining us <laughs> ah, this week. <coughs> been on tour in support of his new album salt as wolves which is fantastic uh and uh we're gonna talk to him and hear some of his music off of uh the album and um yeah we're gonna have a great chat all right so just sit back relax and do what you do listen to uh listen to our voices so that was just a little sneak peek of the of the Air Raid podcast. It's available on the Adore Network at adore.fm. So go check it out if that sounds like a show that you might have an interest in. It's uh, all about um, music and uh, some independent artists. They'll actually, the artists come in and actually play in the studio. Uh, so it's all kind of approved music for uh, being available on podcasts. So it's kind of a unique show that's uh that's on, on the Spreaker platform and, and available there. And if you have an audio promo that you'd like us to play on the show, you can send, certainly send me an MP3 file um, to, to rob at Spreaker.com, and I'll be happy to play it on the show sometime. So this week uh, on our blog, it's the Spreaker blog, 
at blog.spreaker.com. There was an article up there um, about the launch of our new Spreaker podcast uh, radio app on Android, and, and we just launched a new and noteworthy area. So we're going to be featuring new podcasts that are, are added to Spreaker and to the platform up there. So hopefully we can give you... Uh, you podcasters, some exposure on the uh, Spreaker app there. And then also there's a uh, app that you can use called Spreaker Studio for Windows and Mac that's available for for recording. And we also added a feature in that app um, that, that allows you to export uh, your recording file uh, so you can do post-production on it. That, that wasn't a capability that was built into it uh, prior to that. So uh, that's available there. So... Uh, so, Stephen, uh, let's jump back into talking a little bit about uh, radio and podcasting here. Yeah, and by the way, kind of cool that uh, there's music in a podcast. How do you like that? Well, we're trying to push push the envelope. Actually, there's quite a few podcasts that have uh, music in them. Wh- whether or not that's legal or not is a uh, whole nother Hey, question. I'll leave that up to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I know what my attorneys have told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but you know what? Seriously, that needs to be all figured out. It is insane. Yeah. That, uh, that the music business is not represented in podcasting because of these arcane rules. It's just, yeah. it's it's a disservice and it's insane. Well, and I think, I mean, it can easily be solved. Just just let podcasters play sample, you know, samples of it, not Or play all of it. No, but, you yeah. know what, it needs to go beyond that. Well, I mean, the, does. Yeah. The, the, the music business, believe me, I understand the trials and tribulations of the music business, having been around it for a very long time. Yeah. But, but they need to migrate intelligence and make sure that they're they're in, involved in and 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 podcasting is a fantastic place for music to be featured it does not all have to be in a in a pandora spotify environment yeah exactly so i'm i try and be supportive of the podcasts out there that are are doing it as legally as they they can and that's and the Air Raid Show is one that is doing that, where they actually bring in the independent artists. They actually right. have them sitting there in the studio doing doing it, and then they get full signing signing forms. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, here, so, sign this before yeah. we play. And there's there's other kind of uh, music stations around the country. Like there is a local music station here in town that uh, that does the same thing, where they'll bring in an artist. That kind of. Thing. Oh yeah, no, no, it's done. And look, NPR does it too. So it, yeah, it is. That's right. It's just it, it, but if you are in the more popular commercial end of music, you have zero representation here. Yeah, that's right. So um, one one of the other big points that you had in your your blog post that you were talking about about but the differences between radio and podcasting is radio is one button away, and I think this is this is an interesting issue for podcasting where podcasting is kind of an opt-in thing um you know in the car as you think about the experience and this is where kind of that that lean back experience really i think starts to come into play here is that how do we get to get podcasts to the point where it's a one button play situation yeah yeah so so two things on that first of all and this this i think blows most people away when i when i tell them this most podcasts while they are consumed through a mobile device, 70% are consumed through a mobile device, most podcast listening is not taking place in the car. It's only about 11% because it's so hard at this point. It's mostly taking place at home home. and 29% at night, 29% during the day. So people are choosing podcasts to, to be company in the home at night. Radio lost the home years ago. 
most radio listening, two-thirds of radio listening, is out of home. And it's one of its great assets, by the way, mm-hmm. that, that, that it's ubiquitous and it's everywhere. But podcasting is happening at home. I mean, it's really kind of fascinating. Yeah, it is. And, it's, um, and I think over the last year, we've seen just a huge growth in um, people listening to podcasts on tablet devices. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that mobile device, that, that 70% number includes uh, tablets. But, you know, you mentioned earlier, and I think this is really important, we, we haven't even seen uh, the Google platform uh, opened up to podcasts yeah. yet. You, when you talk about making it hard to listen to podcasts, if you weren't in the Apple environment, really hard. I mean, sure, there are other podcast uh, uh, um, players, uh, and, and some of them are quite good, but most people just – most people, frankly, depending on demography, I mean, people my age, I tell them, yes, I've, I'm in the podcasting business. Oh, how do you do that? Do you have an iPhone? Yes, I do. Well, then you have a podcast app on your phone. No, I don't. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, so, there. so there's a whole education process that needs to occur. So here comes Google, yeah. and it's a game changer, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, the, the, the Android platform in some countries around the world is 80, 90 percent of the market. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not, so, it, it's not yeah. so much here in the U.S. I think it's like more 50-50 here in the U.S., but um, but it's still huge. That's 50 percent. Um, so, you know, it's just whether or not what's the experience that Google's going to bring to the table, I think, is the is the bigger question. Um, is it going to be integrated in with the, the the music store, or is it going to be its own standalone app? There, there's more questions than we have answers, I think, with yeah. the whole, whole Google thing. Right? Yeah, but I'll tell you, from the Dash conference, there was that, that amazing seminal moment for me at the Dash conference where I went, aha, now I understand why Apple uh, bought Beats and why they're going after Pandora and Spotify, because – in the auto, they want to have the full ecosystem, and they don't want people escaping and going to Pandora or Spotify. They, they want them inside their own walls. And, and I think Google, the same thing. I think Google, with, with their car yep. uh, uh, thing, have said, hey, wait a minute. Everybody's going to roll out to Apple for podcasts. We don't want that. Yep. We want to keep them in our system. Sure. So, so, you know, that was, that was the aha moment in the conference for me. Now I get it. Yeah, it's all about competition. It's all about at least having a parity play, right? Um, yes, yes. So, so I think the, that's why you're seeing it now. As people compare and and contrast the the features and what's available, and who knows, you know, um, these car systems are long term plays by these auto companies. And I mean, I mean, when was the last time you bought a new car? I mean, it's the same with me. It's like five, five, six years. Uh, no, no, I'm. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of new cars. I've got a Jeep, where where the uh, center stack is very attractive. Oh, okay. um, but I did drive a friend's Tesla, and that blew me away. I mean, that's a giant Samsung 32 inch screen <laughs> with a steering column next to it. You know, <laughs> and and the the experience is just so unbelievable. But it's a it's a pathway. I mean, if you yeah. go watch a video and see what this thing looks like, it's a complete game changer. Yeah, I mean, it's like a. I've used the the analogy. It's a rolling iPad. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's an but iPad that, with wheels. But I would have to be the iPad Pro. Yeah, exactly. That thing is, that thing is huge. But and this is really a significant. Uh, but the default is to internet radio. Yes, so right. the car, you, you, your mobile is part of your package in the Tesla. And so 
it defaults to internet radio giving you more choice. You need to jump out of that to go find AM, FM in, in the car. Not hard to do, mind you, because it's set up so intelligently, yeah. but it's not, it's not where they're starting you. Exactly. It, there's another step involved, right, that wasn't there yes. before. It's not yeah. a turn the key on and it starts playing. Exactly. Well, maybe it is. Maybe you can reset well, it. But, well, you can probably but, set it to do that probably. Yes, probably. Yeah. yes, but it's not where they're starting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so as you yeah. think of kind of just overall audio creators, whether it's radio or, or not, um, it seems like that they need to understand the podcasting space. And it, and I know that there's been a lot of um, people in the radio business that uh, you know I've gathered anyway that don't really understand it yet, but it I do kind of get a sense that they're they're waking up to it right now. Is that your sense? Yeah, I think uh, some 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 companies more than others. Look, you know, cr- crisis w- is what creates innovation. Radio is not in crisis mode, yes. but they are in an ice cube business, uh, as a friend of mine says. Uh, <laughs> there, it is slowly melting, and and uh, that's nobody's fault. It's just. It, it's the same thing that happened in network television. They used to have a 90 share and now they have a 30 share. I mean, businesses change. And, you know, blockbuster video gives way to Netflix. I mean, it's just movies coming in a different way. And my favorite of all time is that more people take are taking pictures today than ever than any time ever in history. And Kodak doesn't exist. So the radio people really do need to get ahead of it and figure out how to incorporate it. And I don't think it's that hard for them to do. Uh, but they have to reach a pain point in which it makes sense for them to pivot their business, spend some money at it, and re- and really work it. Yeah. So as we kind of kind of wrap up here with the show, I, one last one last question. Uh, you know, a, a suggestion for any radio people that are listening to this. But how do you think that they should uh, the radio stations and the radio industry reposition themselves? Um, at at like a local level, let's say it's a major market radio station, to start embracing podcasting. Do you, you think it's just around creating original content, or is there more layers to that? Well, I, I you know the, the the line that I like to use with the radio companies is get out of the transmitter business and get into the audio business. Mm-hmm. And the minute you start thinking about it that way, producing some original content in podcast form is not that hard to do. Uh, intellectually, it may be hard to do, you know, creatively and get the right shows. Uh, but but it's a mindset, and and AM/FM does not have to be the only transmission method. We have all these new tools available, and so that they should be taking advantage of it. And by the way, they didn't do a good job at streaming. They really lost that one. Only about between five and ten percent of of radio is consumed via streaming because there are better choices. There's, there is Pandora and Spotify and, and others. So, so you know, they really have to decide whether they want to jump in and prepare themselves for the future or just, uh, you know, uh, put on the armor and pray that people don't hit them too hard. Yeah. And, and on the other side, what can podcasters do to better embrace radio? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Uh, should, should they be approaching radio? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. Is there oh yes. Opportunities yes. for the content yes. on the podcasting side to 
get a foothold in radio. Absolutely. Like I mentioned earlier, radio does have the transmitter, and they reach hundreds and thousands of people. And uh, so they can do something that podcasters you know, rely on social media largely to do, uh, which is great, but not always the most effective if you don't have a big social media following. How do you get your content to stand out? So, so, so there is a marriage of convenience here if it's done properly. So there's maybe cross-promotional opportunities, or do you think that segments of podcasts should air on radio if they're worthy? Um, yeah, yeah, yes and yes. Okay. And, but it's also a development tool. It's a farm team. Going back to ESPN, uh, they had a podcast uh, that, that ran for two years on ESPN.com, and it became so popular it became the night show on ESPN. I mean, what, what, why shouldn't radio be using uh, uh, podcasts as their farm team, but is are things going to flip at some point where they the tail wags the dog instead of the dog wagging the tail? Yeah. That oh, I I think podcasting yes. is gonna yeah. is gonna be more influential than radio. I I I'm talking to two uh, podcasters right now who who wouldn't come on radio for anything. I mean they they, they like the environment, and then I've talked and I'm talking to two others who would love to cross-pollinate between radio and podcasting. So I think it depends on the mission. It depends on probably the content and the ability of the, of the host and the willingness. On the and, 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 the, uh, and, and the demographics and how they yeah. uh, correlate with a particular radio station or radio group. Because speaking of demographics, I mean, radio tends to skew older than podcasts by, what, what a decade, do you think? Ten oh, years? more than that. So the average age on radio is 45. The average, yeah. well, the median age on radio is 45. The median age on podcasts is 30. 30. So it's, it's yeah, a, there's a divide. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a full generation, pretty much. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, primetime TV. Same 57. way. Yeah, 52 and 57, depending on whether it's cable or uh, or um, broadcast. Yeah, that's even more so. So that's, yeah. that's interesting. That uh, yeah. yeah. And they're getting thwacked by YouTube. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, right? right? It, it's just happening all over. Yeah, exactly. Well, but that's 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 progress, you know. And, Absolutely. And, yeah, definitely. That's that's why that's why I did it, Rob. Uh, I, I know you I, did. I gave I, up a cushy gig. I know. To, that's, to, that's to, to get a front row seat. So I'm either crazy or smart. We'll find out. That's that's why I reached out to you because I I could see your your light bulb moment happened and uh, you're kind of oh, yes. kind of coming over to the podcasting side and i wanted to embrace you over here and it is a it is a world of choice and control and there's no way around that so yeah exactly yeah. yep yep well Stephen, thank I, you and for, i admire the work that you've been doing too right. well thank you well well Stephen, thank you for coming on and and being a guest on the speaker live show today it was great to get your thoughts and get your thanks opinions. so much it's, Thanks uh, for the ask. Yeah, no problem. And so, how can a listener uh, follow you? I know you got a blog. Uh, yeah, is there sure. Any other places that you're doing? Yeah, I know you're right on the cusp of starting your own podcast here soon. But uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's the Peter Principle. I, 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 I'm much better at directing other people. I, if they ever hear me do a morning show, I used to say this all the time. If you hear me do the morning show, you'll never listen to me again. Uh, uh, anyway, it's Amplify A M P L I F I Media. Dot com. Uh, I do have a blog there called Blogstein, and all my contact information is there. And uh, re- really eager for feedback and conversation. Fantastic. Well, thank you. So, so what uh, what big conference are you going to be at next? What's your 
plan? Uh, the next conference is the Nielsen Audio Conference. Okay, I got to get this measurement thing going. I'm going to be back at that myself. So, yeah. Yep. So, yep. I guess I get to see you again. Uh, we can hang. I think you're on the agenda. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you for listening to the show today. It was great to have you tune in and listen, whether it's live or on demand. You're certainly welcome to come back in next Wednesday and listen to the, the show live. If you happen to can fit that into your work schedule, that would be fantastic. Or you can find us on iTunes or um, Stitcher or off of Spreaker.com. Uh, please leave a comment or a rating in iTunes. It always helps us get uh, get higher prominence in iTunes. And give us feedback to the show. Send me an email at rob at spreaker.com. And uh, come back and listen next week or you know, be sure to check out the show. So thank you. <laughs>